everybody's pretty positive. Um, most of my friends that are chefs are kind of happy to be having a break, I guess. Um, but as well, like I talked to other business owners, they're, they're in the same boat. They're just a bit unsure. Like they think it's going to be fine, same as us, if it's for the two weeks, but it's the unknown about being if it's going to be longer than that. Today on Dirty Linen, we are heading to Sydney in lockdown. I do not like saying those words, uh, but it just seems to be the way of things. What if 2020 turned out to be the good old days? Who who, know, who knew? Anyway, one thing I am super glad about is that we are checking in with Jared Walsh from Hearts Yard Restaurant. Jared, welcome to Dirty Linen. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. I'm super happy to have you on the show and I'm sorry that it's in these circumstances where you've had to close the restaurant and turn to takeaway again. Um, I'd love to hear from you, Jared, you know, how this situation, did it creep up on you? Did it slam down on you? How has it been over the last week or so? Yeah, so it's been a, it's been a little bit weird. Like in the midweek was uh, all the all the bookings just started to cancel. So we are super quiet during the week and the weekend like just filled up as per normal so we're kind of feeling like a bit in between and sydney went into partial lockdown like there were the the four lgas that that closed down and i know that right down the middle of king street newtown was where the border was between locked down and and not locked down where was hearts yard in that so we were on the we're on the side of not being locked down but um so we were kind of I guess lucky in that aspect, but you could just feel the eeriness around the whole suburb. Like everybody was just playing it safe anyways. So that's where we just decided, you know, let's not risk it. We'll just go straight to takeaway. Okay. So you sort of beat the actual stay at home order for your part of Sydney. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I saw a photo of, um, of Newtown in that really weird space. I mean, you just, I just can't imagine trying to do life as normal on the side of the road that wasn't locked down where on the other side everything was closed. Yeah, it was crazy, like driving to work. It was like on one side everybody was sitting out on their on their like um, morning coffees and everything and the other side was just all roll the doors just closed. That's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very, very confusing I think for a lot of people and quite frustrating i think so what was your thought process in deciding to get ahead of what's ended up happening anyway well we we thought we may as well just just do the takeaway to play it safe for ourselves and i guess the rest of the community and we chose that because of the the bookings were just cancelling and kind of thought you know what there's gonna we we figured that this was gonna happen so we just i guess tried to get in early and make sure that everything's set up and i guess that worked out okay. So, I mean, how does it, does it feel like it did last March? I mean, obviously you've got the takeaway systems in place, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, it's a weird one. It's, it's, the virus is out there. There's no job keeper. I mean, what is it? Yeah. What's it like for you? So the the only positive is that we've, we've done this before. So we kind of have an idea on how to proceed with things, the right procedures and, 
how to staff our out how to have like the staff correctly everything like that so everyone can stay on so is that your aim basically to try to gear up takeaway to the extent that you don't have to stand anyone down for the next couple of weeks yeah that's a that's exactly it um we don't want to stand anybody down because we have a lot of um visa holders as well in our kitchen and on the front so you know, we're not sure if the government's going to help for the next two weeks. So we're just going to try and keep everybody going as best we can. I thought it was really interesting when um, the Premier announced your locked, like the citywide lockdown, and she said, I don't want anyone to worry about money. It was, um, I thought it was a really, I don't know, a strange way to put it. It's like, I'm sure there will be some government support for businesses coming and the federal government's COVID disaster payment will kick in after a week and amazingly and luckily visa holders are eligible for that. Um, so that's a change from the JobKeeper setup, which is definitely welcome, but the money goes straight to the individuals rather than to the business. So it's a bit of a different setup um, and it's not as much as the initial rollout of JobKeeper. It's something, but, yeah, it doesn't kick in straight away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, it, if it's for two weeks, I think you know, two weeks is bearable, but any longer than that, that's going to start to be a quite a big concern for us being a small business as well. Mm. And what's the response been to the takeaway so far? Uh, it's been fantastic. Um, we pretty much just wanted to sell out of everything that we had um, for all of our bookings that we had to cancel. Uh, we had a lot of hospital friends come past and lots of the regular customers. And, yeah, we sold out, which was good. So uh, we closed today and now we're starting a whole new takeaway menu from tomorrow, seven days a week. Wow. And what kind of stuff are you going to put on the menu? So we're just going to keep the menu quite simple. Um, just going to start with some smaller dishes, like some healthy salads, some you know oysters, and then have some different sides with some grilled meats, some grilled fish, and some grilled uh, dry-aged pork loin on there. Mm, sounds really good. Sounds fantastic. I mean, what's it been like, you know, containers, um, ordering systems, gearing all that stuff back up. Is it, is it just sort of like um, using a, a well-trained uh, muscle or is it just like, yeah, is it, I don't know, is there, is he, I think, you know, when we first did it, there was a bit of excitement. It was, um, is it like that or is it just, is it a drag? Yeah, it's been a little bit exciting to, you know, rework it out again and watch everything from the cool room disappear. Uh, luckily, we had a lot of takeaway containers and packaging left over, so we didn't really have to run around and scramble too much for that. Uh, but it will be quite interesting to see over the next week because, like last time, the takeaway started off very strong, but it kind of died off a bit, which ended up to be a bit of a drag. Yeah, I guess you just got to hope that you crush it and it doesn't extend out too much. Um, yeah. And it, yeah, it just maps on perfectly to the enthusiasm for takeaway. Yeah, that's it. Hopefully it doesn't drag too long. Like if it's two weeks, it should be, should be bearable, but any longer is going to – that's the in-between that we don't know, which is the concern. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know, Jared. like last time – 
when you locked down and you reopened, you sort of restructured the way that you did your menus. Um, can you tell me about that process and, and sort of how you reframed the business? Yeah, so it actually, COVID kind of gave us a little bit of a, of a break to think about what we actually want to do since we purchased the business. And like we, we wanted to trial a set menu um, just doing that after we opened just to reduce the costs and you know, staffing and uh, food cost. And it actually, the way that it actually worked for what it is now we we wouldn't change that. So just sort of go through what you did, like what was the thought process? Yeah, so pretty much we knew we had to, it wasn't just once the restrictions lifted, we're going to have the restaurant full. So we had to take out more tables. So we figured what's the best way to increase spend per head, um, which was you know running the set menu. So from that, it was, you know, it was exciting exciting to start to start to build that back up again and you said you'd wanted to do a set menu for a while like what were the reasons that had stopped you was it just was it just did it feel like a a dangerous or scary decision to make yeah like because when we took over the restaurant we were so worried about changing things that the the regular customers that previously gone there wouldn't like um but so we just wanted to keep things rolling but we just got to a point where we're like this isn't this isn't us and we we want to do more so that's where we thought that would kind of cut cut the ties completely and it actually worked out better it's really interesting you know to talk to business owners who've been able to use COVID and the associated shutdowns or changes in business conditions as an opportunity to draw a line in the sand. I mean, is it, is that sort of how it feels like, is that what it feels like for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, That's what probably the only biggest positive we can take out of COVID for us is we actually got time to stop and reflect and, you know, even though it was one step, Back, we send it having two steps forward, just being able to stop and rethink the business plan and everything like that. Yeah, it's so interesting. Is I mean, do you see this as another opportunity or is this just a blip that you just need to write out? Yeah, I feel like this is just like a blip we need to write out because, um, you know, I, I feel like it will be busier after, like being – winter in Sydney anyways everybody likes to stay inside and not go out so we were expecting that but I feel like having this kind of little shutdown might have a realization to people that we need to go out and we need to go to our restaurants even though it's cold and raining and whatnot so hopefully that will kind of benefit us in a way when we reopen um we're hoping that would be good actually yeah I definitely um I was out last night with with friends for a birthday and we were all just saying, you know, how grateful we were that we were able to do it. Everybody's had so many, you know, occasions and events and plans cancelled that it does feel like anything that you're able to do, you just soak up and appreciate. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's, That's what we have to take out of this. Jared, just with your set menus, I'd love you to talk to me about the process of dish creation and, and whether you think that having that kind of different structure allows you to be more creative. Yeah. So before we were just changing like a dish a week or two, 
um, here and there. But now with the set menu, we feel like because it's that's that's what everybody's eating, and it's more it's a higher price that customers are expecting. You have to have better quality. So instead of ch just changing a dish every week, we now change the menu seasonally. Um, so we go. We actually, as soon as we change the menu, we start. Um, looking into the next season. So we have lots of weeks and months of planning to get the dishes correct. Um, and as a team, we pretty much, we all sit down together and collaboratively talk about it um, to change that. Um, so what's a dish that you've got on at the moment or that you did have on or that you know you're going to have on that really speaks to your style? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, at the moment, we are—we uh, just did a um, pop-up dinner with um, Pippet, which was an absolute fun time. I'm glad we got to do that just before this. Um, and we trialed a dish there, which was a Alfonsino. So it's like a beautiful winter fish with persimmon and actually some of last year's persimmons that we made during lockdown, uh, the Hoshigaki. So it's been 12 months since we made that. So we figured let's use that. And that's kind of, that's, it's quite special to us having something that's so seasonal um, going on the menus in probably when we open now, reopen. Oh, that is so cool. And I know that at Pivot, he does such incredible things with fish. Um, yeah. And it's just that real no waste ethic as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Tell me about you and fishing, Jared, because I know that that's something that you love to do. Yeah, I, I mean, I've grown up in Port Macquarie, uh, and pretty much all I did when I was growing up was go fishing with my dad and go camping. So that really um, is something that I love to do when I, whenever I have downtime, um, and you know, cooking over the fire when you go camping is kind of that. That's how we put it into our style of the food at Hearts Yard. And, We've just got a new wood grill, which we love to just put everything and anything on there, um, which is exactly how we cook with the fishing uh, and camping. Uh, it's very hard to go fishing, though, in Sydney, I find. Uh, it's just so overpacked. So whenever we can, we, we get away and go up the coast or down to Jarvis Bay and we take my friends who are also chefs and they they've, haven't really had the opportunity to, to go fishing before. Um, so yeah, it's really nice to see that, to show, to show other chefs as well and my friends and to put that down into your food and into your, into your restaurant is, is really awesome. Yeah. I mean, what do you, what is it about fishing that, that you love and what do you sort of see, what do you see in it that lights up the chefs that you take with you for those, those first experiences? To me, it's, it's, one big thing is it's a sense of relaxation where you don't really need to think about anything else other than just, you know, catching the fish and being in the serenity of nothing around you uh, as well. I think it lights up the chefs because they could like, you, you don't realize how, you know, you can't just, but how you can't just buy a fish and cook it, like how it's actually caught. Like you need to catch the bait first and, um, it's quite hard work. And then once you actually get the fish, how rewarding it is to see it. And then you can actually cook it and clean it and it all comes from you. Yeah. That is really special that having that, yeah. it's yeah, a real complete process. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really 
really rewarding, I, I think. Um, and tell me more about fire because I just think, yeah, as you say, cooking over fire is so special. It's, you know, it's uh, by definition, it's elemental. Uh, tell me about how you're able to translate that sort of campfire experience to a restaurant setting. Yeah, so pretty much at the restaurant we have a, we have a wood grill. Um, it's pretty pretty nice wood grill actually um so we just uh we just get the wood in um it's all beautiful iron bark um and that for me the flavor from that you can't get it i think it beats charcoal any day of the week um just having there's so many things you don't have to cook directly on the coals you can hang it above there throughout service and like that use that as a smoker and whatnot Mm. It's iron bucks like it's so it burns so hot and clean, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's beautiful. And the flavor, like it's so if if you get a really good quality one that's like has the correct um moisture, it this like it just makes it so much easier to cook on. It burns forever and it's quite quite cost effective as well. Yeah, okay. Cuz it's I mean I almost feel like when you're talking about it the fire is it's almost like an ingredient, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. It's exactly it. And you, know, you can use the charcoal as well like you can we we drop the charcoal into like oils and fats to like infuse and smoke that as well. Ooh. Um yeah, it's really so many things you can do with it. Oh, tell me more about that. What? Tell me what dish might come out of that um, charcoal infusion. Yeah, so uh, we, with our current pork dish, which is the main, all of the offcuts, we render down all the fat and then we clarify the fat and then with some of the, like, smoking iron bark, we drop it into the into the fat. has to be cold, though, otherwise it can be quite dangerous. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then we just put a lid on that and just let that smoke directly in the fat. And then, uh, yeah, we just um, fine strain that and we use the smoked pork fat to dress back over the the meat just to enhance it. I am dying hearing about that. That just sounds so incredible. Yeah, and like we, you can do it as well into uh, cream. So it gives the cream like a smoky charred flavor. Um, yeah, all, all different like uh, spent, I guess, uh, citrus from using the bar. We we char that in the embers and we infuse those charred citrus into the cream for desserts and everything like that. Wow. I just love the way it just sounds like that that connection with fire, just really you're able to thread it through the whole experience. Yeah, absolutely. It's, but we, we, we still we try to be careful that the whole menu doesn't just, you know, has – <laughs> has like that taste the whole way through. Sure. Sometimes we come up with a dish. We're like, yeah, it's just grill, grill, grill. I'm like, oh, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be grilled the whole whole menu. So we've got to be really, really conscious about that as well. But I suppose when you've got the set menu, does that mean you are sort of able to turn the volume up and down on those things in a quite conscious way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It sounds really yeah. satisfying. Like, do you feel like you're like you're really able to sort of tell a story of, you know, the way that, the way that you cook or the way the produce that's around at the moment because you've got this different menu structure? Yeah, definitely. You can feel like you can have a lot more freedom in showcasing great quality produce around that set menu because it's like that's exactly what you're going to get. You have to eat that. Mm. If you're, yeah. 
Yeah, I really love this idea of you're able to really create a, a through line for someone's dining experience. Yeah, that's it. And people, people customers aren't, um, you know, in Newtown, they're very picky. So when they come here, there's like, there's no choice. That's that's the set menu. And they end up being like, wow, I was not expecting to to have this, this story throughout the whole menu. Mm. Have you found that a hard sell for customers? Yes, yes. Um, especially during the midweek. Um, so that's why we reduce the, we have a couple of different set menu options. Um, but still, I think people, I think people now like, like the set menus because they don't have to have that choice. They don't have to think about, oh, what are we going to order? What is this? Like, that's what you're going to, that's what we're going to have. Let's just sit back and you don't have to see, feel bad about your friend ordering something that's better or whatnot. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have huge menu FOMO, although um, I anyone that eats with me knows that I have to taste their food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, Jared, what have you been hearing from your colleagues in the industry about this current lockdown? Like how are people feeling? Are they are they stoic? Are they devastated? Are they feeling like, you know, there's this has just got to be done? Yeah, everybody's everybody's pretty positive. Um, most of my friends that are chefs are, are kind of happy to be having a break, I guess. Um, but as well, like I talk to other business owners, and they're they're in the same boat. They're just a bit unsure. Like they they think it's going to be fine, same as us, if it's for the two weeks. But it's the unknown about being if it's going to be longer than that. Yeah, one thing, you know, Melbourne had a two-week lockdown not so long ago and although it was, you know, it was really terrible and it was a, it was a really hard lockdown in lots of ways, but one thing that a lot of restaurateurs and chefs did say was that they had been working so hard because everyone's understaffed that they actually didn't mind the breather. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can, I can imagine um, it's, yeah, same here, like it's, the the staffing issue right now is is very very difficult. Um, so I can I can imagine having a bit of a break is 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 a good is a good thing for everybody, especially to bounce back after this even better than ever. Mm. Um, well, Jared, I really hope that it is a short, sharp two week break, regroup, yummy takeaway, um, and you get some inspiration. Uh, from this period of yeah doing things a little bit differently um is there anything else that you'd like to say uh, i think that's it's pretty pretty well covered it's just yeah i think every just having such a great um hospitality community in sydney and great local followings what really gets everybody through and the support like that um yeah we're we're, we're very grateful that that we're in this in this area where everybody can lean on each other and everything like that. Yeah, that's so great. I'm glad that you've got all that support around you. And it, you know, as you say that, it does seem even stranger that this began with drawing a line down the middle of King Street and sort of severing the community in that way. I mean, I guess not that you want more people in lockdown, but at least there is that sense that you're all in it together. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Everybody's there together right now. Everybody's working, working, going to be working their asses off, but it will be, it will be fine. 
Great. Well, I love, I love to hear the optimism and the stoicism. And I'm kind of jealous for all the people that are going to get your delicious takeaway. Hopefully I'll be allowed up to Sydney before too long. And yeah, I look forward to coming to Hearts Yard. Yeah, definitely. would love to have you. Thanks so much, Jared. Appreciate your time. No worries. Thank you so much. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about. We spend a week thrashing around each issue, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.